Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. This is Brandon Allen, and today I don't want to sound like a downer as I start the show, but I want to talk a little bit about darkness and the place that that I've come from and come through to be in the place that I am today. And I think this topic is really hitting home for me recently because I not only did I have a friend uh, commit suicide, man, a little over a, a, a month ago, and I talked about that in my Gratitude and Grace uh, podcast episode, but then two weeks later had another uh, less close friend to me, but also someone that I went to school with, was a fraternity brother with, uh, also take his own life. And one thing I want to say as I start this show, there's a couple things that I want to say, actually. One thing is this podcast is not in response to what they did and to suggest that I know or understand the reasons why they did or didn't do the things that they do. I'm not going to pretend to know their story. I'm not going to pretend that if they do any of the things or if they're uh, knowledgeable of the things that I'm talking about, that things would have been any different than they were. So I want to say that right up front. Number two, if you struggle with mental health, which we all do at some level, seek a professional. Nothing that I'm going to talk about today is in any way intended to be professional advice. Uh, This is a journey through my own story, my own thoughts, my own insights, but if you need that help, my suggestion to you is to seek professional help to do that. So as we talk about darkness, I wanted to talk about this because I think there's a lot of people in this world today that just struggle with darkness and they walk in suffering, they walk in pain, whether that be physical pain, emotional pain relationship pain, whatever it is, we walk in this pain day in and day out. And the problem is, is that we don't talk to anyone about it. We don't talk about it. We don't share. We don't, you know, we we don't want to appear weak. We have a lot of pride. And so we sit in silence and we suffer. And we hope that through performance or through pretending that this suffering will somehow go away or it will diminish itself over time and we feel like ignorance is bliss. And the unfortunate thing is, is pretty soon that darkness takes a pretty steep price in our lives. And I'm not saying that it leads to suicide, but in some cases it does. In some cases it leads to other physical trauma and things like that that happen in our lives. And so I want to talk about this today because I see a lot of people that struggle with this over the years, who don't talk to anyone, who don't do anything about this. And if we don't bring the darkness into the light, then we can't fully be who we are, uh, who, who we were intended to be, who, who the world needs us to be. And we're always limited and we're always held back. And, you know, I think about my friend's story and I think about my own story and for years and I you know when I talk about this holding back uh yourselves I, the person that I'm talking about is myself in this situation I'm not pointing fingers anywhere else 
but me. And for years and years and years, I did my very best to ensure that no one knew who I was. Even people who were quote-unquote close to me, who felt like they knew me, they didn't really know who I was because I didn't allow them to know that information. I did not want them to know who I was because I was worried that if they really knew who I was, there's no way that these people would ever want to spend time with me and that they would look at me as being a less than desirable person. And I worried about that for a long time and I and I held this trauma and this darkness inside of me for a long time. And my channel through through releasing that typically was sports. And for everyone it's different, right? Everyone has this darkness that they hold on to and it manifests itself in a negative way. Alcoholism, pornography addictions, uh, violence towards other people or anger that's uncontrolled. I mean, you name it. There are just tons of ways. Uh, um, uh, you know, utilizing the opposite sex or the same sex, depending on what your orientation is that way, um, in, in, in ways that are unhealthy to try to satisfy a need deep inside of us that can never be satisfied. And man, that's such a struggle. And for me, I mean, I utilize performance Performance was my deal, right? That's how I wanted people to see that, man, I'm not screwed up. I'm going to perform at a high level so that everyone can look at me and say, you know what? That guy's got his shit together. Man, he's got it together. That guy's okay. And the reality was is on the outside, in some respects, it looked great. On the inside, man, I was struggling, struggling. But no one know, no one could know that. No one uh, could even experience that. And I remember a friend of mine brought this to my attention. And I thought I'd done a really good job of hiding this. But I had a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, Katie, from college, who once told me, and I, I bet she doesn't even remember saying this to me, but it had a profound impact on my own experience of myself. And she said, man, you know, you're a hard guy to get to know. I really like you, but you're so aloof. And I remember thinking, first of all, I'm not even sure what that means. But second of all, man, I got to dive into that. And if you've heard this podcast, I think I've told this story before. And I remember it really got me thinking about, you know, how am I coming off? How am I being perceived? Because it's hard sometimes to read the label when you're inside of the bottle. And so I recognized that, man, maybe there's some things about me that I'm not just so, I'm not so clued into and maybe there are some things that I need to examine and understand and that really started my process of really looking at myself differently now things didn't change overnight uh, this was a long long drawn out process I tried to draw this process out as long as I possibly could and you know through uh, you know through examining this and and getting into relationships having children uh, getting married, I had to start examining things, these things at a deeper level because I was recognizing that the darkness that I held inside of me was inhibiting my ability to have healthy relationships. It was hurting my health. There was a lot of things that were going on there. And, and I think a lot of us struggle with self-deception or ignorance, right? We have this darkness inside of us and we think, man, it's not affecting me. I don't need to worry about it. It's not a big deal. Why, you know, Don't be such a baby. 
You know, everyone has problems. So what's my deal? And we, this self-deception just really kills us. Or some of us just numb ourselves to our own selves and our own feelings so much that we're just completely ignorant of that. And we just we continue to numb ourselves with other things, right? Mindless entertainment, drinking, drugs, you name it. I mean, we're always trying to numb. Smartphones, uh, very numbing, right? We, we just try to numb that pain all the time. But what would happen if we turn this around and we face the pain? And I'll tell you what, this is a scary thing. Because it's scary to look into the belly of the beast and say, you know what, I'm going to draw my sword, man. And we're going. And that's hard to do that because you become a different person. The problem with the darkness is if you hold on to the darkness for too long, you identify as the darkness. You identify as that person. You know, I'm no longer Brandon who does these things. I'm a fucked up person, right? That's, that's kind of how I identified in that way. And I realized like, man, that is a tough way to identify. And then you don't want the pain to go away because you realize, man, that's my identity. Like I'm literally getting rid of my identity. So we hold on to it. And for some of us, we can't let go of that. And for some of us, it takes us down a path that leads to our ultimate destruction. But I had to turn around and face that. And I think for a lot of us, we're, we have to make that choice. And the problem is, is that uh, we become a different person when we face that and we conquer those dragons. We slay those dragons. We become a different person. And when we're a different person, people relate to us differently. I've got people that I've known for years and years and years who knew me at a different time, who want me to be the person that I was 25 years ago. I'm not that person. I'm different. I'm different. Uh, Some people recognize that. Some people have a hard time recognizing that. I've got friends that don't come around uh, anymore, That people that I really like, people that I really enjoy. And I recognize the reason why they don't come around is because people try to make them the same person that they were years ago. And in some ways, it's not flattering. But we bring up these stories, we make them funny, like, ha, I remember when you stole this or you went to jail. And, you know, that person isn't that person anymore, but we want that person to be that same person. So slaying the dragon means that we become a different person. And some people can't accept that. Some people want us to be the same person. And we want maybe the same people to relate to us in a different way, but they can't. And so we become a different person. Now we're doing different things. We become interested in different things. We change as a result of that. And that change can be really scary. And when we talk about darkness, when we talk about these things, there's, there's a few specific things that I want to talk about. And, you know, as I, as I set some context for this, you know, I get, you know, I know that uh, people, you know, sometimes that are associated with my business and things like that, they want me to talk about the business. Like, what does this even have to do with business? What does this have to do with leadership? And I'm telling you this right now. If you want to be a leader and you don't get in front of this darkness, if you don't bring your darkness to the light, you will never be the leader that you can be. And I want to get into that today. I want to talk about what does this have to do with business at all? How can we use this? I don't care if you're a business owner, a leader, or or whatever you do. This is useful information. And I want to I want to speak to things that are that are on my heart that that I feel like would be beneficial for other people to hear kind of my own process and and what I did to overcome. And so I want to talk about, you know, as we talk about the the you know what what we do in New Work Revolution is we talk about total experience design. How do we get business owners to to create a business by design versus a business by default? 
And it requires being a leader by design versus a leader by default. If you have darkness, then you can't be an effective leader because that darkness is always going to hold you back. A couple of things that are so important with leadership, authenticity is one of them. And if you hold back and you have all these hidden areas that you don't make known and you don't bring to the light, that authenticity is always going to be lacking in some way. You're always going to come across as a little bit disingenuous in this process. And I'll tell you what, I do a lot of public speaking now. I didn't want to be a public speaker because I didn't want to be authentic. I didn't. Someone asked me, I remember a good friend of mine asked me years ago, hey, would you uh, be interested in speaking at this event? No, I wouldn't. And he looked at me, he's like, shit, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. I'm not doing it. Now, I, to- I gave him some stupid reason, like I'm not a speaker or I'm not good at it or uh, you know, I-, I don't have anything prepared, right? I just gave some dumb reason. But the reality is the real reason is I, and I didn't tell him this, was I don't want to make myself known and be authentic. I'm not interested. So I didn't. Now, the funny thing is, it's like to be a great speaker, authenticity is key. If you really want to connect, be authentic, be who you are, and don't hold back. Sometimes I say swear words. Uh, I say swear words on this podcast. I say swear words when I speak. Now, depending on the event, I dial that back and, and uh, you know, I can be flexible depending on the audience, right? If I speak at my kid's school, right, we put that away. Um, you know, sometimes when I'm here in Utah, I might, uh, you know, just dial it down a little bit for my, for my Utah friends, right? But when I'm other places, uh, I may just, you know, I may throw out a few, right? Not a ton, but just a few that may happen. And I get people all the time, oh my God, you know, hey, don't do that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Hey, hey, if you could just not do that, that'd be great. Hey, you know, and, and there's always one person that doesn't, that doesn't like it, doesn't want it. I say, okay, listen, you don't like it. I'm sorry. That's what I do. Uh, that's what comes out of my mouth. I'm sorry. That's all I can say. Um, is it going to change anything? I don't know that it is, but that's just the way it is. Right. Uh, but I want to be authentic, right? I, I want to have that level of authenticity. This is who I am. This is how I approach things. This is what I do, but I can't do that if I have darkness. I can't do it. Empathy is huge. If you want to lead well, if you want to lead the process, and if we're talking about creating a business by design, you want to be a leader. You want to create a life by design, you need to be a leader. But you can't be a leader if you don't empathize with people. Man, and I sucked at empathy for a long time. I sucked at it. I couldn't lead people well because I couldn't empathize. I couldn't be a good spouse because I couldn't empathize. Can't be a great dad if you can't empathize. Put myself in those people's shoes and understand how they're feeling, why they're feeling that way, and then ask myself, how would I feel in that situation, right? I was the classic, you know, Brene Brown has a great little video on on empathy, and I was the classic person who, if you were having troubles, rather than sit with you in that pain, I said, hey, can I make you a sandwich? That was me. I'm the, I was the sandwich maker. I was, I was so good at making sandwiches, I was like the subway of... Uh, you know, lack of empathy. And it's like, hey, if you needed something, I was there with a sandwich. That's what you got, a sandwich. Um, and, you know, really what I wanted to say was rub some dirt on it. For God's sakes, we all have problems. Um, what, what is your deal? Get out there and, and you know, get your crap together. No empathy. But if you, the problem with that, the reason why I didn't have any empathy is because of the darkness. You know, I'm struggling here with my own pain. I'm not talking about it. But because I have this pain, I'm in pain. I've got this darkness that I'm holding on to. When people bring their darkness to me, I'm like, well, who? so what? Just handle it. That's what I'm doing. But I wasn't handling it. I thought I was handling it, but I'm not handling it. 
So when they brought their pain to me, I hadn't even dealt with my own pain. How do you want me to deal with yours? And if you have all this pain that you're holding inside, all this darkness that you're holding inside, your container is full. You can't have anyone else's darkness. You can't have anyone else's pain. You don't even have any room for it. Man, it was so hard for me to wrap my head around this. But when I started to bring that out, I started to recognize that I can create the space for empathy. I can be authentic and I can talk about, I can let go of my pride and my ego and and let people know, you know what? I don't have all the answers. I've made tremendous mistakes. And unfortunately, part of this process uh, of of the the humility and and the humbling moments uh, came from things that uh, were outside of my control that I had maybe created for myself, but that, that didn't go my way. And I'd always been a winner, and then I was a winner until I wasn't a winner. And then I was a big-time loser, and I didn't have any money, and all these disastrous things happened to me, and I recognized, like, oh my God, what am I going to do when I don't identify with this thing that I have over here of success that I've held on to for so long that I've wanted and that, that, that I've always identified myself with. And my God, if anyone ever uh, identified me with me any differently, it would be so challenging for me to even uh, get past that. But now here I am having, you know, hat in hand, like having to humble myself for all these people. And I realized in that moment, and this is the thing about a failure that, and especially profound failure that can be so beneficial if you really learn from this is it real it let me realize that man there are more important things in this world than success man that's so crazy to say that because if you would have told me that years ago I think I had the Vince Lombardi uh, ethos of you know winning isn't the isn't everything it's the only thing right I think that was Vince Lombardi that said that and that's how I was like oh my gosh how dare you you know I remember my mom one time you know I was coming out of a game when I was younger and and she said, hey, um, you know, it's just a game. And I remember looking at her like, don't you ever say that shit again. And, you know, it's not, it's not just a game. It can't be just a game, right? But, but that failure allowed me to have the humility that allowed me to have the empathy that allowed me to be authentic and realize, man, I don't need to pretend for other people. And when I don't pretend, I'm not for everyone. But I'm for the certain people that I connect with and that connect with my story and that want to work with me. That's who I connect with. And that's those are my people. Who are your people? Who are you called to lead? Are you leading them through authenticity and empathy? And how are you allowing your own pain and your own struggles to get in the way of that? So important to think through that. And I think about how darkness really manifests scarcity and this scarcity mentality, right? And, and the, the reality is, is when, you, when you hold on to success the way I did, and there's a lot of people that I know that do this, that scarcity looks like abundance. And it's really confusing sometimes when your scarcity looks like abundance and when you're really success-minded and everything else. And the biggest issue that I had in my life, and, and my longtime friends can think, they'll listen to this and they'll chuckle about this because it's so true was the chip that I had on my shoulder as a young kid. And I'm going to post this on the show notes, but I'm going to show you a picture of me in high school after I completed a cross-country race that I literally won. And I was pissed at the end of the race because of how the race went. And the race, the reason why I was mad is in the last 800 meters, I had led almost wire to wire. I let this kid pass me. And then I had to really come from behind from quite a distance to overtake this person to win this meet. 
And I was pissed about it. I had just won, and if you look at my face, you look at the just the disgust and the anger that exists in my demeanor, there's no joy there at all. No joy. I could never sit back and enjoy a win. I couldn't do it. And instead of being grateful in that moment, man, I was just ungrateful. I was always dissatisfied, and that's a hell of a way to live. I know some of you can relate with that right now. You're probably living this way right now. And that's a heck of a way to live. It's really hard to live that way long term because nothing's ever good enough. Nothing ever satisfies. I'm never happy because the achievement, even if I win, I didn't like the way that I won. I could have won better. I could have won by more. And man, that's a really challenging way to live your life. And because of that ethos, though, I had success in certain areas. But the problem was, is I was always trying to prove something to someone. But I wasn't trying to prove it for society. I was trying to prove it for myself. And this is where scarcity, you know, looks like abundance, but it's really scarcity. And when you have the mentality, and I see this all the time in startup, you know, look, here's the thing. I, I rail against this all the time, right? And I don't want to be a traitor to my to my people and my folk here. But entrepreneurs drive me crazy. This entrepreneur culture drives me nuts because all these people say, prove the haters wrong. When they doubt you, laugh in their face. Or, you know, all those people that, that crapped on you on the way up, um, you know, you can hire them when you get to the top and all this stuff, right? Like that all sounds cute, right? It's like, oh yeah, you showed them, right? It's, uh, you know, it reminds me of my favorite book. Someone asked me, one time, uh, you know, what my, my favorite book was. And I said it was The Count of Monte Cristo. That was my favorite book growing up. Why was that my favorite book? I don't even think I've ever shared this with anyone. That was my favorite book growing up because it was about getting revenge and redemption. I have been wronged. I will keep a list. And you fools are going down. I, won't, I will never forget it. And I won't stop until I've had my revenge. And the problem with having a chip on your shoulder and always wanting to prove people wrong is the only person that you care about in that situation is yourself. That's it. You care about no one else but you. And if your ethos and your your philosophy is to tell, is to prove the haters wrong and to uh, rub it in the face of all the people who have disrespected you because, my goodness, you are worthy of respect you are only creating value for one person, and that person is you. You're a value, you are a society of one and a value creation of one. And while you may have some success, you're in a place of scarcity while you're doing it. And I and how do I know about this? How do I even know this is true? This was my life forever. I remember uh, cross-country college. I walked on to the Southern Utah University cross-country team. I sat down with the coach. I asked him one question that I already knew the answer to, but I asked him anyway, and I said, what do you think your ch- my chances are of making this team are? Slim to none, he said. I said, thank you. That's all I needed to hear. I got up and I left. I'll see you at practice. I was like a 12-time letterman at Southern Utah University in uh, cross-country, indoor track, outdoor track. Just trying to rub it in the face of all the people who doubted me, who tried to, tried to hate on me. How dare you say that to me? I was, I was like, oh my gosh, how could you ever say that? You're killing me. And, but the problem was, is the only I, I didn't care about the team, did not care about the team in that mindset. I cared about me. Not for the team, I cared about myself. 
and me looking good, me proving other people wrong. That's scarcity at its finest. And when you have a chip on your shoulder and you're working right now, you're hustling your butt off to try to prove other people wrong. All you're doing is doing it for you. You're not doing it for others. And abundance is about coming from a place of value creation to make the world around you better. How do you do that? And you can't do that when you have darkness. That whole thing about proving people wrong comes from a place of darkness. If I have to prove people wrong that heavily, man, I got some dark things going on inside of me that I haven't reckoned with yet. And if that's true for you right now, I would encourage you to examine what that looks like. Darkness keeps us from expressing our purpose. And when we can't express our purpose, we're not growing. And you make a commitment to maybe a fixed mindset where you're just trying to look good. Because you don't want people to know that, hey, man, there's some things that I don't have figured out. I'm not doing so great in my life. You can't be the person who you were meant to be when you're holding back because of things that have happened to you in your past that you haven't reckoned with yet. Darkness will stunt your growth. It will stunt your ability to express your purpose because your ego will always get in the way. I held on to my darkness for a long time for one reason, and it was pride. Pride was the number one reason why I didn't want anyone to know anything that was hard for me, that I had struggled with, that I experienced, and that I had seen. I didn't want to tell anyone that. And because of that, what I did was just robotically went through life for a long time doing robotic things for robotic reasons with no heart and no passion. And the reality is, is, and you can tell this as I'm speaking right now, man, I got a lot of heart for things. And there's a lot of things that are on my heart that I have passion for. And helping people through this process is one of them. So don't let your ego get in the way of your purpose. Don't let the darkness get the way of your purpose. And if you think your purpose will transcend it, you are mistaken. You are self-deceiving, which is the worst kind of deception. And the last thing that I want to talk about, because it's so relevant, not only to total experience design and and scalability in business and, and growth in life, but darkness will keep us from building great relationships. And this is something that, look, I want to make sure that I'm building and maintaining great relationships. I want to make sure that the people around me know that I care about them, who I am, and I want to express that fully. And that can happen when you know that you're enough. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing right now, I'm going to tell you this one thing that's totally true, whether you believe it or not, and it's you're enough. Who you are right now is enough. And uh, Carl Rogers is a great quote. He said, who you are is enough if only you would be it openly. What is holding you back from doing that? And when you are who you are openly, you can build deep, meaningful relationships. But we hold ourselves back in this area because, gosh, I don't want to make myself known because what if someone rejects me? It goes back to the place of scarcity. That's coming from a place of scarcity. You don't want to make yourself known because what if people don't love who I am? And the reality is is that people don't love who you are as you are right now. They're not your people. Move on. And And if you hold on to these people who aren't your people, all you've done is crowded out the ability for real people in your life to come into your life who appreciate you and get you and will support you 100% for who you are. I have had to learn this lesson the hard way. 
through my marriage, through my relationship with my kids, through my relationship with my friends. All these things have come to manifest themselves where I've recognized that I could have really avoided certain pain, certain hardships in relationships had I just been real from the start and not tried to put on the facade and the mask of being someone who I'm not. And so this is something that uh, if we can if we can overcome this darkness, we can have true, deep, meaningful relationships because we stop lying, we stop hiding, and we stop be we start being the person that we were created to be and that we were meant to be. And some people are going to get it, some people aren't. But when I have that confidence in being who I am and that authenticity. By having that support around me of people who support me, man, really powerful things can happen within our relationships. This is such a huge piece to this. You can't do it alone. And don't try. And this is the one thing that because of pride and because of our ego and because of scarcity, we hold back and we don't talk about. We don't want to place that burden on someone else's shoulders. We don't want to look weak. We don't want to look stupid. We don't want to look bad. And so because we care more about appearances than our own general well-being, we put on the mask. We wear the mask each and every day. How are you doing? I'm fine. Even though you're not fine. Hey, how are you doing? I'm fine. Right, And I get so sick and tired of hearing that. In fact, I live here in Salt Lake City, Utah. You know what this place is? It's the capital of I'm fine. If you want to see uh, more people who say they're fine, Salt Lake City, Utah is your place, man. If you enjoy uh, having fake, uh, unrealistic conversations with people uh, that are not real, uh, Salt Lake City might be a good bet for you. And look, uh, I'm not hating on uh, Salt Lake City. I love living here. Uh, I love the people here. But I'm telling you right now, uh, people are not real here. People put on the mask. They try to pretend that, hey, I'm good. You good? I'm good. You know, hey, uh, my husband drinks too much and, uh, you know, he's got a heroin problem, but everything's fine. Everything's fine. I mean, we'll work it out. You know, my, my husband hit me yesterday, but everything's fine. Right? My wife, you know, she's having an affair, but we're fine. Everything's great. And I don't want to live in that world. You know, hey, if I'm not okay, I'm not okay. And we can talk about that. But I'm going to tell you just a few things here as, we, as, we, as, we, as I close this out around darkness. Is number one, I, reiter- I, I said this at the beginning. I'm going to reiterate this. If you're struggling with darkness, if you're having uh, you know, dark thoughts, things that scare you, that you're not sure what to do with, talk to a professional. Please talk to a professional. And when I talk about authenticity, let me tell you a second thing to this is that not everyone is safe to share with. Not everyone is safe to share with. I'm saying be authentic and open with people that you know you have some safety there, right? Uh, You know, we kid around about that, right? Old school talked about the trust tree with the nest, but that is so important. Look, Look, you can't share your truth and your struggles with everyone because they won't handle it right. Some people don't know what to do with that, right? If you would have given me a struggle 15, 20 years ago, I'd have been like, oh, you want a sandwich? Like, what should we do here? Uh, I'll make you a sandwich like that. That's that's going to be my response. That's not going to be what you're looking for. So talk to a professional and do this. I'm telling you, uh, and and a lot of guys are really prideful and they're really scared to talk about this. But man, uh, I have worked with a therapist. I am working with a therapist. And I'm telling you, it's been one of the best decisions that I've made because I've recognized when my mental health is right, man, a lot of other things fall into line. My physical health, my relational health. 
my 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 relational health, my financial health, a lot of great things happen there. But it's funny how much time we spend talking about physical health when the real root of a lot of physical health problems are mental health problems. But no one wants to talk about that because we're like, oh man, it's weak uh, to be uh, to have any kind of a, a mental struggle or a mental illness. Like, oh my God, you know, you, you know, I'm something less than someone else. But everyone has struggles. Everyone has things that they need help with. Everyone needs support. Everyone needs a place to go for that support. And if you're isolating yourself right now in your darkness and your struggle, I'm telling you, find someone that you can trust, whether that be a professional or a friend or a family member, and reach out to them and talk with them and share what's in your heart, share what's in your head, ask for support, ask for help. And I promise you, you think that you're too much for people, or you think that uh, people won't understand you, but I guarantee you, people will understand you more than you think. And if you want to be a great leader, if you want to feel successful in this realm, and we talk about living wealthy, and what does that mean? It's not about finances. It's about enjoying your life on your terms and the way that you want to enjoy your life. And the mental health component is so important in this. It, it just bleeds into every single area of our life, from business to finance to relationships to our fun. Everything uh, you know is impacted and influenced through that. So I'm telling you right now, uh, work through this process. Think about the areas of darkness in your life. What would it look like to bring that darkness to the light and share it and talk about it openly? Be real. Stop hiding of who you really are and give who you really are to the world because that's exactly what the world needs right now. Your authentic self is exactly what the world needs. Now it's up to you to go out there and give it to them fully. I want to thank everyone again for listening this week. Uh, We've had tremendous support recently for the podcast. I really appreciate that. Hey, if you enjoy the show, share it. If you enjoy the show, like it. If you enjoy the show, rate it in iTunes, tell other people about it, and go to newworkrevolution.com if you're a business owner and a leader who wants more support in your life so that you can create the value that you are meant to create in the world. I want to thank everyone for listening this week, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.